footsteps behind you as you enter the woods. Night draws back its cape. Light illumines your path. Open your eyes. Listen. Welcome to Dark Softly Tales. Dark stories for dark hearts. I'm Mav Sky. Good evening and welcome to Your Nightmares. And another episode from your favorite horror storytelling podcast, Dark Softly Tales. I'm your host, Mav. And tonight we have a super creepy story for you called Witch. I was originally saving this for the October months, but I just got the urge to read it this week, so that's what I'm going to do. When I wrote this story, I was thinking of all the weird interactions I had as a child. I was quite in another universe as a child. I was very much in my imagination. I loved exploring the forest, jumping out of trees, reading fairy tales, dreaming about being a forest fairy queen, or (laughs) superwoman. And I was basically off in my own world. And when I played with my siblings or cousins or made friends, usually we would play imagination games and fairly happily. But every so often, there would be a person who would have off-color ideas of what we should do. And they tried to convince me that I had to do something that I really didn't want to do. Or maybe I felt it was wrong. But they would convince me that I did want to do it. Later on in life, I realized that this was called manipulation. And the whole manipulation theme would follow me into my adulthood where I had to learn to be aware of it, stand up to it, learn how to be strong in myself, which all takes self-awareness. But as children, we are so innocent and naive and we're not always able to see the wolf in sheep's clothing or see the lies that someone is feeding us. And we can be easily convinced to do something that we don't want to do, or we know is wrong. In this story, I leave quite a bit of ambiguity as to whether Jules is actually a child or not. A witch or not. In true horror style, there are a lot of things implied, but left unsaid. And as usual, your imagination will fill in the blanks. A little warning, this story is scary and disturbing, so listen at your own discretion. If you do choose to keep listening, don't worry, I got your hand. The night is dark, but there is always a star to guide you home, if you're willing to look for it. And with a bit of starlight, there's nothing to be afraid of. Is there? Take my hand and hang on tight as we journey into the dark softly. Witch by Mav Sky. Mother sat across from us on the bus, nursing baby Mina. You naughty girl, stop biting mommy. The baby kicked her legs and fussed. 
The blanket slipped off Mother's shoulder, and we saw a tuft of Mina's blonde hair, a bright red cheek. Then, quick as a snap, Mother hid Mina under the blanket again. My bestest friend, Jules, scrunched up her face. All her freckles blobbed together in one gigantic freckle. Her red hair bobbed around her face in pigtails. Hey, Amy's mom, why is that baby biting you? That's mean. Jules and I had met at the library just a half hour ago. It turns out that she lives on my street. And did I mention, we're going to be the bestest friends ever. Mother didn't hear Jules. The bus was noisy, and it kept stopping and going, the door popping open, blasting me and Jules with wind and wet. Rain hit the windows like a mad kitten, whipping its tail on the floor. Also, the bus was pretty stinky, but the stink had nothing to do with why Jules had to yell really loud for my mother to hear her. Hey, Amy's mom! Why is that baby biting your booby? I couldn't believe Jules just said booby. I was never allowed to say that word. Mother blushed and looked at the man sitting beside Jules and me. She said, Blah, 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 tooth. What? Me and Jules said at the same time. But then, Mina was kicking her legs out and waving her arms. And Mother was too occupied with the baby to answer us again. Jules and I screwed up our faces and looked at each other. Jules said, Your mom says weird things. I nodded. I know. I heard tooth. Did you hear tooth? Yeah. Jules nodded. Babies don't have teeth. My grandma told me that. I shrugged. I had heard mother tell the doctor at Mina's checkup something about a tooth, but the rest was all boring grown-up talk. So I played with a plastic blue glove and squirted the hand cleaner stuff on my hands a lot. I liked how I could wave my hands in front of the machine and squirt, I spitted the stuff out. Sorta of how Mina spits out her baby food. And magic. My hands are clean of monsters and boogers, or something like that. Jules said, What if the baby wants your mother's teeth? A loud wail came from mother's seat. Mina kicked and flailed. The blanket was on the floor, and mother was adjusting her shirt. Shut that kid up, said someone from the back. Jules and I both turned around in our seat and sat on our knees to see who yelled. But all the faces looked the same. Pale faces with frowns, watching the rain slide down the windows. Jules and I settled in our seats again, and I said, What would Mina want Mother's teeth for? Jules shrugged. Then her eyes grew wide. Perhaps she is a witch and she wants to cast a spell. I considered this. Mina? A witch? I glanced Mother's way again. The baby was flailing with her hands at Mother's face. Mother had given up calming Mina. She held onto the baby's torso, just under her arms, and turned her face so Mina wouldn't yank her hair or scratch her. 
Maybe Mina was a witch. What kind of spell do you use teeth for? Jules' pale face darkened. Hail pounded on the bus windows. She thought for a minute and looked at me solemnly. She gives them to the bad tooth fairy, who gives it to the boogeyman, so he'll know what your mother tastes like. And he won't be able to rest until he creeps out from under her bed one night and eats her up. Bam! Lightning struck from the clouds. The bus slammed on its brakes, the tires screeching. A red bouncy ball bounded down the aisle, and I thought I'd like to catch it. But it disappeared. Traffic was at a lockstill. Hundreds of people were in their cars and trucks out on the road. Yet the wind, hail, and rain hid each vehicle from one another, each isolated on their own stormy island. And we were alone on ours. The bus suddenly honked, and a car honked back. Oh, jeez. I grabbed my racing heart and breathed. Jules was doing the same beside me. She swung her head back and forth, looking outside, then down the aisle, at the driver, and then at my mother. As she did, her ponytails whacked me in the face. Whip, whip. Ow, I cried. Her whipping hair hurt my eyeball, and it watered. I held my hand over my face. The baby stopped screaming. Oh my gosh, she's looking at us, Amy. Jules turned to me in my seat, her green eyes bugged out of her head. What has the witch done to you? I pushed her away as I covered my eye and blinked. It wasn't Mina, stupid. It was your hair. You whipped it in my eye. Mina's no witch, and I don't believe in the boogeyman. You mustn't say that, cried Jules. Lightning struck again, followed by rolling thunder. See, Jules whispered, if you say it out loud, it makes the boogeyman very angry, and he'll hide under your bed tonight instead of your mom's. I considered. Perhaps she was right. Lightning etched a spider web in the clouds. I glanced over at Mother and Mina. The baby sat quietly in Mother's arms. Her lower lip pouted out, and she stared at me. I could not tell if it was an evil stare or just her normal one. Then I realized that her normal stare could be her evil stare. So no one could tell whether she was a witch or not. If we could all tell who was a witch or not, then we'd be able to steer clear of them so they wouldn't take our teeth. Amy, you have to believe me. Your sister is a... Bam! Thunder shook the bus, and Mina began screaming all over again. Whale of the devil! cried someone from the back seats. Jules and I both turned around and looked. Once more, the faces lay blank. Jules and I looked at each other. She said, See? Even they know it. I nodded, gulped, and then grabbed Jules' hand. She squeezed my hand back. I said, Okay, okay. 
What do we do? Jules's face darkened once more, and I swore her green eyes turned violet. I know what to do. I watched a show on TV about what they did to witches in the olden days. I scrunched my eyebrows. I recalled hearing something about witch hunts and stuff, and I knew it was scary, but I didn't know specifically what it was about. Nina wailed and wailed like the devil. Okay, okay, let me think. Is there a time when you can be with your sister all alone? I thought about it. Yes, yes, when mother takes a shower at night, if Mina is awake, we sit on the couch and I teach her her ABCs. I know my ABCs. And I was very proud of this. Oh, and she sleeps in my room, in her crib, and when she cries late at night, I sing her twinkle twinkle little star until she falls asleep. And mother says, I'm a real good helper at nighttime. I sang the words, Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Jules started singing with me, and we yelled the complete lyrics to Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Twice. Until someone yelled, Shut up! And Mother said, Honey, please. So we quiet giggled and threw our arms about each other, laughing and laughing like the bestest friends ever. And when we stopped laughing, Jules's face grew serious. She said, Okay, so what you do is this. When your mother is asleep and your sister is asleep, put your hands around the witch's throat and choke like this. Jules put her hands around my neck and pretended to strangle me. Ah! I play screamed as the thunder rolled and car horns honked, and my witch devil sister screamed for the boogeyman to eat our mother. But, Jules let go of me. That may not work. So if it doesn't work, you go to the kitchen and get the biggest, sharpest knife you can. And then you cut off her head. She made chopping and hacking motions with her fingers against my throat. I shrieked, partly because I was scared, but partly because it sounded kind of fun. And then what? I asked. Then you poke out her eyes and you throw her head out the window. You put the body under your mother's bed and that is so scary that it chases the boogeyman away and you'll never have to worry about your mother being eaten ever again. Hail turned to rain. The bus moved again. Our giggles had calmed. Mina's scream had downgraded to moaning and sniffles. I turned and looked at her again. She was looking at me, sniffling. Mina pointed at me and said, Amy. No, Mother soothed. You can't play with Amy right now, honey. Mina moaned miserably and wiped her nose on her mother's shirt. I could see the long, stringy wad of snot. Then Mina laid her head on the snot, watching the rain slide down the window. I frowned. I don't know, Jules, 
Look at her now. Jules grabbed me by the shoulders and shook. Wake up and smell the roses, Amy. Your baby sister is a witch. She's already given your mother's tooth to the bad fairy. And the boogeyman has it by now. He's clawing and crawling up the dirt under your house right this very second. Don't you see? It's up to you to protect your mother. The roar of the bus engine, the pound of the rain hid Jules's voice from mother, and I was glad. Jules was scaring me. I envisioned a midnight beast frantically scraping the earth beneath our house with blood-stained talons. I will help you with this, Amy. Friends don't do this kind of stuff alone. Again, Jules' eyes shined dark violet. I thought that was kind of neat. I've never seen anyone's eyes change colors before. Okay, I nodded. I loved mother. She made me pancakes with peanut butter and put fruit snacks in my lunchbox. She also made me brush my teeth which I hated, but that's okay. I couldn't let her get eaten by the boogeyman. When? I asked her and nodded my head at Mina. It has to be tonight, said Jules, and you have to cut off her head and throw it out of the house. Then hide the witch's body under your mom's bed. Your mother can never, ever know. I frowned. Jules squeezed my hand. Don't worry, Amy. I will do it for you. What about your father? Will he be there? I shook my head. No, he's fighting the bad guys in Aft Grandma Scan. Jules screwed up her face and raised her eyebrows. Huh? Where's that? I shrugged and gave her the reply that Mother always gave me. Far, far away on the other side of the world. He keeps the bad guys from blowing up our house and hurting our family. And he also keeps safe the whole United States of America. Jules smiled. She smiled with her dark purple eyes. But I don't know why she smiled. And I started to not like that color of purple. I felt squirmy on the inside, and chills ran up and down my arms. But how will you get over to my house? This was a smart thought. I was relieved at this thought. I didn't know where Jules lived on my street, but surely her mother wouldn't let her spend the night at a neighbor's house when she didn't even know us. Hey, Amy's mom? Jules winked at me and turned from me to my mother's seat. Mother looked exhausted, dark rings under her eyes, and her mouth was slightly frowning. Mina snored on her shoulder, slobbering, and Mother patted on her back rhythmically. She said, Yes, Jules? May I sleep over tonight? It's Friday, and we'll be really, really good and really, really quiet. Mother eyed us both for a moment, considering. My heart froze in my chest. Jules really wanted to do this. She really thought Mina was a witch. I thought Mina might be a witch, too, but I didn't want to lop her head off. 
And I didn't want the boogeyman to eat my mom either. I hoped mom was too tired to respond. I begged the powers that be that mother would say no. Oh, sure, sweetie. We'd love to have you over. Mother smiled at me, hoping I'd be pleased. So I wouldn't hurt her feelings. I smiled back, but my heart dropped. Mother said, but you'll have to ask your parents. So... There was hope. I let my air out. No way would my mother let her stay over. We've just met. Jewel smiled, showing off her missing front tooth. I'm sure she will, Amy's mom. My mom is nice like that. Mother smiled. You can call me Hannah. That's a pretty name. Jewel smiled sweetly. But to my eye... It looked fake. I could tell a faker's smile from a half a mile away. And I saw that Jewel's eyes were green now. This made me feel all squirmy on the inside again. Jewel said, My mom always lets me do whatever I want. Mother frowned at this. Oh? Uh-huh. And I'm sure she'll let me sleep over. Amy's mom, I, I mean, Hannah... She wants me to make friends, and Amy is my bestest friend ever. She turned and beamed at me. I smiled weakly back. The bus stopped. Mother said, Oh, Amy, here's our stop. She handed me the grocery bag and the library bag, because I'm the helper. When we shuffled down the aisle, Jules followed us. The bus left us in the cold rain. Mother tried to cover Mina's head with a hat, but Mina kept throwing it off. And Mother would catch it and put it back on, but then Mina threw it off and into a puddle. Jules picked the hat up, soaked, and handed it back to Mother. Mother's tired voice said, Thank you, Jules. And while Mother's attention was distracted, Mina snatched the wet hat out of Mother's hands and plopped it on her own head. She smiled big. Mother shook her head and sighed. Ugh, you're gonna be cold now, little one. She took off the dripping hat and handed it to me. Mina screamed, please, please. I didn't know what to do with it because it was so wet. I held the hat out like a stinky sock. Mina almost threw herself out of her mother's arms, reaching for the hat. Please, Amy! Meanwhile, Mother had taken a clean tissue out of her coat pocket and tried to wipe the cold wetness dribbling down Mina's face and neck and down the collar of her little jacket. Finally, Mother gave up and rewrapped the blanket around the baby. I put the hat in the grocery bag. With the crisis over, we all got back to the business of getting home. We walked down the sidewalk. Mother avoided the puddles and covered the baby when cars splashed by and threw mud on us. Jules and I jumped into the puddles, splashing each other. Oh, wait, I live right here. Jules ran into what I thought was an abandoned house. It always looks sad to me and a bit scary. Gray paint peeled around the doorstep. 
weeds and empty beer cans grew into the flower beds. Cobwebs saddened every window. A single light dimmed a broken attic window. A dull sheet draped the frame, and I heard voices inside, one yelling, the other crying. I glanced at Mother to see if she noticed. Baby Mina's little mouth quivered from the cold. She squirmed and cried, and Mother rocked Mina on her shoulder as we waited. Hush, hush, baby. Hush, sweet girl. I tickled Mina's toes and sang her the ABCs, really quiet. Mina calmed down and gave me a gummy, slobbery smile, and I forgot about the yelling in the sad house. Finally, Amy exploded out of the front door with a backpack and a pillow. Guess what? My mom said yes. I frowned when I saw tears in Jules' eyes. Really? I asked her. She quickly wiped the tears away and sneered at me, showing a different side of her than I'd seen before. Yes, dummy, I said so, didn't I? Mother, tired and bewildered, said gently, Come along then. Jules danced in circles around us, singing, Twinkle, twinkle, little star. This time, I didn't sing. I smiled at Jules to be polite and followed Mother in the rain. When we got to our house, I admired the scrubbed porch and pruned rose bushes. Lace curtains hugged every window. Warm light peeked around the curtain edges, inviting us in. The house made me feel safe, like nothing bad would ever happen. At that moment, I loved my mother more than ever. I ran over to her and gave her a big hug, and she smiled at me and hugged me back. Mina patted me on the head and said, Amy. Jules tugged my arm, pulling me back, and I let my mother loose, though I didn't want to. Jules said, I got a secret, Amy. Want to know my secret? Mother walked up the porch steps and, shifting Mina on her hip, unlocked the door. Jules whispered in my ear, Are you ready for tonight, friend? Her eyes sparkled purple. Jules unzipped the top of her backpack. Between her tossed clothes was the tip of something silvery and very, very sharp. And suddenly, I was very, very afraid. Jules said, If you don't do it, that means that you're a witch too. And then I'll have to cut your head off. I swallowed hard and clutched my throat. You're my bestest friend, and I don't want to have to do that. Okay? Jules laughed. Her wet pigtails swished with a force. I nodded. Then she grabbed my hand and pulled me inside the house. I locked the door behind us and glanced down the hall where the pictures of our family hung on the warm walls. The last picture was in a sturdy black frame. My father looked so handsome and strong, 
his crisp uniform promising safety from all harm. At the end of the hallway, Mother plopped Nina in her baby chair, then put her apron on and took a pot out of the cupboard. I wish my daddy was home. Who likes dark stories? People who have experienced a touch of the dark side. People who are a little wiser to the world. People who like their bones chilled and their spines tingled. People like you and me. It's hard to find a story these days that write on the dark side with a touch of whimsy, humor, and heart. Mav Sky spreads her dark wings and solves this problem for you. Head on over to Amazon and type Mav Sky's name into the search engine. M-A-V-S-K-Y-E. At Amazon, you'll find her Tales to Chill Your Bones series, Girl Clown Hatchet series, Supergirl series, her cult classic novel, Wanted Single Rails, and of course, her brand new release, Cold Hangs the Midnight. Choose your dark flavor and head on over to Amazon today.